So the whole point is we literally go through every one of those talents and figure out, is that actually a strength of yours? How is it showing up to you? What does it mean to you? And where, at what point on the list does it switch between being like an innate inbuilt thing that you are just amazing at and there could be exponential growth and joy in that area? And where is it switching into something that is draining and actually find that you're finding it really tricky? Because at that point, instead of being like, oh, I wish I was that kind of person. I wish I was better at this. I wish I was, look at all these people who could do that. And I can't do that. It's meant to be super releasing. And then you can go, well, who does do that? That I could just give this job to and they would do it in five minutes and get energized from it. And I can just be like, phew, that's over there. Listening to Empowered Podcast with Patrick McGuire as he has empowered conversations with great people, doing great things, and helping others. Join us at empoweredpodcast.ca. Hello, my fans, Empowered Community, Friends Nation, everybody out there listening. This is going to be a great session. This is just two friends from across the pond just having a conversation, just talking. But we are talking with specific intent about things that might benefit entrepreneurs and corporations and executives, everything from the person getting started in their life and business to the person who is very, very senior, maybe jokingly the white haired dinosaurs that are out there, they might get a little extra education and find out what their strengths really are and maybe find some reason to join a group, get a coach, get some strength advisory, learn what they're really good at because we can all continue learning our strengths and in the same time, our weaknesses. On the podcast today with Empowered Podcast, obviously where I like to have empowered conversations with great people doing great things to empower others, is Catherine Gray. You might have heard that name before. Catherine's been with us before. We talked about her business that she does on the side hustle. The side hustle that is her side hustle, but is her husband's hustle as well, where they do laser engraving and etching and drop shipping, some amazing stuff. We talked about that. We talked a little bit about coaching. We talked about podcasts and other things as well. We're going to dive deeper today into the conversation about Clifton Strengths and peer coaching or personal coaching, professional coaching for individuals as well as teams. And we're going to talk about what Catherine's got coming next, which I'm pretty excited for, and I hope you are too. You'll find out what it is a little bit later. So as your host, I'm Patrick McGuire, and on this session with me again is Catherine Gray. Catherine, thanks for coming on again. Thanks for having me. Very privileged to be welcomed back. Should be fun. We don't often get people coming back twice this early in a life cycle, if you will. I try and stretch them out as we talked about. But, you know, because you're such an entrepreneurial spirit and because you really love to help others and you've got a lot going on in your life, this was important. This was something that I thought would be great. And this is something that I think empowers others. And again, I just want to say thanks for coming back. Thanks. So Catherine, what do you got going these days? I mean, this is going to be more conversational. So what's going on? What's happening? It's still 2022. Governments are still driving us all crazy around the world. And entrepreneurs just don't quit and they don't stop. So what do you got going? That's true. There's a lot of stuff going on. So I'm still doing a lot of lifestyle and business coaching, but I've recently started focusing a lot more on teams. And yeah, like what would happen if you actually really understood yourself more but in the context of all the people that you're kind of bumping into every day and might be really winding you up or being the best sounding board you've ever had or you know any of those things just getting a bit deeper into why is that and how can we be more understanding of each other and that's partly what Clifton Strengths helps us to do. 
Well, okay, so let's dive into that. Just get right into it. Clifton Strengths. Like, is it a guy? I mean, in Niagara Falls here in Ontario, about 20 minutes away from me, 30 minutes, if you will, there's Clifton Falls. Mm -hmm. What are Clifton Strengths? Okay, so it is an assessment of talent. You can do, you log in on the Gallup website, you do a 40 minute assessment. It's pretty high speed so that you can't try and beat it or turn up as the person you wish you could be. And you get a report of 34 talents and the order in which they show up for you. They are all kind of the ways in which you work. So it's more how you work rather than why you're doing things. And what's quite amazing is and I think we might have touched on this slightly last time, but there's 34 doesn't sound like a big number, does it? But actually for someone else to have the same top five strengths in the same order as you is a one in a 33 million chance. So One in 33 million chance. And yet I'm going, I don't know if I have 34 unique skills. Yeah, yeah. So, well, some of them show up as we call them non-patterns. So the ones lower down on the list are things that actually your brain doesn't do. And then you read the description of what it is and you're like, who does that? Like, who are these people who think it's a bit mind blowing, but that's why it's super useful because you might be around these people every day and it gives you a bit of an insight into what their brain's doing the second they wake up and get going. Yeah. Uh, You know what? It's weird because I've got some friends that are just like, how do you do all that? And why are you doing all these different things? And yet you're highly proficient in all these things. When do you find time? And I'm going, I don't know when I have time. I'm just crazy. But now I sort of, I get it. Cause I've divot, I've dove into a few different things and realized what you're saying rings true. There's certain people that have crazy high proficiencies in many different areas and they're lacking in others. I'm definitely lacking. I'll tell you that. And, but then I look at my friends, I'm like, how do you guys do all that? That's crazy. You know, when I look yeah. at you, I'm going, You've got your business with laser engraving. You got drop shipping. You're helping your husband do that. You're growing it. You're running the family. You've got billets or sorry, borders. I call it billets because I'm an old hockey guy. So we used to billet ourselves out coming in and you're doing all that. So I look at you and go, oh, and she's a professional peer executive coach. What the heck? So it's funny that you sort of point that out, that we all have weird strengths and skills in different areas. And yet some of us are highly proficient in ways that we can't even imagine. Yeah. But it's also really interesting because it's also the nuances of how that shows up differently for people as well. So if I was to explain what my strategic talent looked like, it would be different from what someone else's strategic talent looked up like because of the other talents I've also got in the mix and they're all amplifying each other or adjusting to each other. And, you know, I'm aware of that a lot of the time because it's my job to be and I love it. But you know, there's nothing like that showing up kind of in your face even more so like this weekend we had an Italian student move in with us just really short term and in my head I'm a very structured planning kind of it's obvious what's going on and we need a plan and I'm on it and then trying to explain to this Italian lady what my life looks like or when I eat or when I leave the house or when I was just like oh gosh like this sounds like chaos like when I'm describing it to someone else and in my head it was completely ordered yeah, so I think absolutely. It really helps you to not make assumptions and to communicate. Actually, I have this going on and it is a real talent, but it might not look like a talent right now. <laughs> I know it looks like chaos, but it's controlled chaos. I, I jokingly say it for so many different things and I'll say it for myself just now and the many things managing. I'm like a duck. I'm calm on top and underneath I'm just going, let's go. And it's absolutely insane. And everybody looks and goes, 
okay, he's getting a lot done. How is he doing it? Meanwhile, they don't see those legs underneath going absolutely crazy because we think it's normal. We think we're calm and it's not. So totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. But all right, so this new foreigner comes into the house and are they blown away at all the things your family and you are doing? I don't think she's quite got her head around it yet. She's, yeah. It's just super interesting, isn't it? When you're challenged on what is completely normal for you and you're trying to adapt and learn about someone else as well. And I think that's why it's been on my mind a lot because I was just thinking, well, how many workplaces is this happening in? That you go in there doing your normal thing, you think it's not going to be disruptive for anyone or confusing for anyone. And actually everyone around you might just be like, what the heck is this person doing? Why? Well, I got a, <laughs> I, I got a question on that then. When they came and they said, what do you do? What did you say? So I explained the lasering first because I felt like that was, it's not normal to have a laser machine in your house, but I could explain it more. And then when I said I do coaching and they're looking confused, I'm like, I think I just help people to make decisions and move towards what they really want. And that's still really frustrating to me that I don't have a better explanation of coaching to that because it's such a bigger, better, meatier thing than that. But it's a bit of a mystery isn't it? until you've experienced it. it yeah. So if but you're I'm coming into. Oh, why don't I do that? Oh, I don't do this. Right. I need to just stop listening. <laughs> yeah. And that's the problem is I've really sort of sat down and done that myself and said, look, when I'm talking to these people, this is all I'm talking about. And I, this is all I do. They'll figure out that I do other things, but I'm not telling them. I, I pretty much say I'm a creator and a podcast host. And yet I'm in sports tech and I'm in fintech. And I'm also a peer coaching mentor as well. I'm in a board advisory member as well for different boards in the entrepreneurial world. So I see all these things and I actually help them, but most of the time it's on the sales and marketing and that the COO type stuff, take that role, put it into operations, organize the sales and marketing team. How does it relate with the dev and product development team? That's stuff that I do and I enjoy. I do it well because I can handle all these weird inputs. But when talking with just the sports world people. Usually I talk about that sports tech that's most appealing to them. Like in, in one situation, we're doing these tournaments for game face. So getgameface.com is one of my properties, if you will. And we're able to do video media and coaching with messaging and streaming and chatting and all this stuff for athletes and coaches. And when I talk to certain sports associations, it's just that. And then eventually they find out that we do sports payments and we have a sports management platform, roster logics on another area. But I try and just say, this is what we do. And oddly enough, recently, um, good relationship I have with Verbero hockey, all my hockey networks, especially in Canada right now, supply chain's a mess and they can't find gloves and helmets and pants and shells and stuff. So I just tell them it's verbero.com slash empowered because of that relationship I have with the founder there allows me to introduce that to the sports world. But I don't tell them that I'm actually also a Verbero account rep and I'll manage it for them because their minds will explode. Yeah. And then, then you go, oh, and I have a podcast and I interview great people like Catherine who she does this and this. And they're like, who are these people you hang out with? You guys are <laughs> nuts. So I was curious yeah, on what you were saying to the new import for your family. Yeah, bless her. Gosh. Yeah, I would like to, I will ask her later, like, tell me what you really think and what you need to know, because we must just seem completely crazy. But yeah, similar thing happened to me, actually. I went to a board meeting of a security company who wanted to find out about how I could help 
their management team on potentially their whole business. And I had to sit there and the whole time I was just like, don't get overexcited. Don't get overexcited because I'm taking in all this information and getting to know them all and going like, oh my gosh, there's so much cool stuff we can do. We can do this over here. We can fix that. We can find out about this. And I'm just like, no, like just see if they understand about Clifton Strengths and let's see what we can iron out in the management team. And let's just see what, yeah see what happens next it's so hard so let me let me go through this i want to talk about it a little more clifton strengths so let's say we go in we do the elevator pitch what's your 11 second elevator pitch to an executive that you want to try and get into the business door see i don't think i have one because i like chatting too much and i'd much rather the person actually know whether they're going to get on with me through the process rather than me have a super polished this is what it means and this is what you get to buy so it's funny, I don't have I one either, about, so don't worry. The security company that I was talking about was super interesting because they'd just seen me on LinkedIn, actually, and could see that I was banging on about all this strength stuff. And they were just like, what on earth is going on? Invited me to their board meeting. And we just had a great chat about like, actually, what is, what's tricky in team life or management life or how are you running meetings? How are you running appraisals or kind of reviews? And actually, Clifton Strengths fits, fits in all those slots. So then, yeah, it's almost like let's build what you need rather than promoting what I could or could not or what I might or might not bring to the table, which, yeah. Let's say I've hired you now. Let's say I said, hey, we want you in. You're on the team. You're going to lead yep. our team and we're going to do this Clifton Strengths thing. And you're yep. going to tell us where we're weak or where we can be better or where we are strong. How do you, what's the first day with Catherine like? Okay. So everyone does it as an individual to begin with. So they've done their 40 minute assessment online. They get sent the results and I get sent the results. And actually each person gets to spend five hours with me going through that list of 34 talents. And five hours. What? Wait, I'm going to stop you. Five hours with each member of my team. So I got 10 people. You're committed to 50 hours before we even get started. Yeah. Because wow. that's commitment. How many assessments have you ever done where you're like, you get this report, you're like, oh, this is really exciting. It tells me a load of interesting stuff about myself. I've never seen it that way before. You tell a few people and then it just gets put on your desk or like on a shelf somewhere and you kind of mean to use it. You mean to embed it. You don't because there's loads of other exciting or important I've done DISC and I've done Colby, so I know them both and that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. So the whole point is... We literally go through every one of those talents and figure out, is that actually a strength of yours? How is it showing up to you? What does it mean to you? And where, at what point on the list does it switch between being like an innate inbuilt thing that you are just amazing at, and there could be exponential growth and joy in that area. And where is it switching into something that is draining and actually you find that you're finding it really tricky because at that point. Instead of being like, oh, I wish I was that kind of person. I wish I was better at this. I wish I was, look at all these people who can do that. And I can't do that. It's meant to be super releasing. And then you can go, well, who does do that? That I could just give this job to. And they would do it in five minutes and get energized from it. And I can just be like, phew, that's over there. That's um, pretty cool. So you pass the buck, if you will, and let them take it over and that way you both look like superstars and yet only one of you is doing the work on it exactly yeah but yeah we just basically make sure that we've gone through the whole list you understand more about where you're at and why and then you have that language that you can use with each other and go actually 
the reason that I'm signing up for a new course every week, even though I'm meant to be focusing on this over there, is that I get such a kick out of learning something new. I just need to make sure that is something that's always that I'm doing. But actually, if that is completely impairing my ability to properly work on what I'm meant to be working on, then what do I need to put in place? So it's kind of, it's noticing when it's a really amazing strength, but also when it's tripping you up. And once I actually do a sixth hour with people, usually because you kind of get through the five hours, you've gone through your whole list. It's, it scarily describes you, like to the point where you're like, how is this possible that it knows me? But then you're left with like, well, what now? Like, I know all this stuff, but what am I meant to do with it? So there's like a sixth hour of kind of what other questions have you got? What do we need? What are the next steps? How are we going to make sure that you're growing in all this stuff? So moving from the learning of five hours to action items and executables in that sixth hour that helps you sort of help them frame it up and do something about it, right? Yeah. And then that's kind of, that can be it. Well, that can just be the beginning because there's then the chance that either just management or kind of just the CEO to have very in-depth chat with me about what does this look like? How messed up is my team? Because I know I picked them and I am not good at it. Yeah. Did A, did you know this about your team? B, have you given them all the wrong job descriptions for what they're actually really good at and what do you want to do about it? Or... You can get everyone who's done those six hours together in the room and actually have like a massive team, kind of much more transparent, collaborative. What do we all want to tell each other about what we've learned? What do we need to rejig? Let's rebuild this together. I definitely like that idea. I like the idea of getting the COO, CEO in the room, knowing what everybody's strengths and weaknesses are and knowing it before they even talk about it. And then the idea that I, ha that I have that I would do is bring them all in the room as well. And say, okay, so what did you guys learn from this? And what are your strengths and whatnot? And what could you do with that? And let them tell me what they're going to do. And hopefully it aligns with what you and I have already secretly talked about, um, where we think that certain players are going to play better. So okay. that's pretty cool. I like the idea. And again, transparency, right? We all know okay. where we're going to be good. Yeah. And it's meant to be based a lot on kind of, you know, some really well-researched neuroscience and actually bringing out kind of the joy in people and lifting people up because actually someone in this board meeting I was at recently, they were saying, you know, there's certain personality types of people that they're actually going to feel quite exposed if all this stuff is suddenly told to the rest of their team. And I'm like, gosh, I need to re-explain this to you then because actually this is meant to be literally raising everyone up and being like, look how amazing that person is. Like, look at those things yeah, that they could do. it's all about the strengths. It's well, Clifton's well, strengths, not the weaknesses. Yeah. So it's very much meant to be releasing you from your, your weaknesses rather than going like, oh my gosh, this is terrible news. None of us realized before. <laughs> well, that happens. But I, I like that. And I like that you, you sort of, you're building this community. And we talked about this before, a community engagement, if you will of your individuals, but also the community engagement within teams and corporations where people are, they're just tighter. And when you share openly and freely about your strengths, rather than, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that, it feels better, it feels more freer and allows other people to say, oh, Catherine does this really well, Patrick does this really well, it's not my strength, because we all know what our weaknesses are, or at least we have an idea, we're pretty sure. I got a lot of holes in my game, but it allows them to really tighten up that team or that community either around them or at work on specific teams or projects 
I also think it'd be really cool because if the right executives or leadership and management are able to find the right people, they might build better teams for very specific intent. And that's what I like. I like to get very specific intent, only a couple of people focused on that outcome and let them loose because they'll do something way better than what the CEO or COO can write up. They sort of say, here's what I want to have happen. And that's what people ask me oftentimes is you seem to do a lot. What do you do? And my thing is that I like to have empowered conversations. You already know that. And I come in sort of operationally, but the CEO says, these are the things that I want to accomplish with the company. This is a vision that I have. I wish we could do this. And I listen to all that. And then I take it and say, great, these individuals or teams are going to be great at this and this. I need you to do that, you to do that, you to do that. I don't care how you do it, but this, all these things on the subvision that I've sort of taken out of his vision or her vision and recreated into very defined action items, you know, they execute it and then we go back and the CEO goes, wow, that's really awesome. You guys did a great job. And then their vision becomes reality. So I like to say that we empower others by having these conversations and then also yeah. letting them do what they're good at. And then the CEO or the owner, the founder, they get so happy and excited because their vision became a reality and it was just by a bunch of people getting together doing what they like doing. So I, I, love yeah. where I love where you're going with it. It's very cool. And sometimes it's as simple as saying, have you ever thought about asking the quietest person in every meeting what they think before we go into the big group meeting or like afterwards, like give them some time to reflect and ask them then because they might have all the best answers and you're just never giving them the opportunity to tell you. I, I just heard that. Oh, man, what was it? I can't remember where it was, but I've heard it so many times over, but just recently that came true again and I can't shut up. I've kissed the Blarney. I'm a passionate Canadian Irish kid, whatever you want to say. And I'm outspoken. And if something's on my mind, I'll say it. But, you know, I was just reminded that sometimes the quietest person in the room is the smartest because they took in all the information from all of us, meshed it with their own thoughts. And then they're ready to share when it's their turn. And the kind of the joke was they look like the smartest person in the room because they're really quiet the whole time. And then when they do say something, everybody listens. So they sound like the smartest person in the room. And I just get reminded I should really do that because that's my weakness and I need to turn it into one of my strengths. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the use of silence is incredible. Even when it's like your tightest agenda and it's all going really high speed to give everyone longer than you think even when you're sitting there and being like oh i feel like i've waited for ages and actually it's been like five seconds the people just needed that tiny bit of extra time to kind of process something and get their thoughts together they might never actually get the chance to do that in that meeting if we're like this next next, next, next. the agendas are only so good as long as you structure some pause time in there i guess and the other the last thing i was going to say about that as well actually is just generally for organizations who don't know how to differentiate themselves to an outsider. So say for someone who wants to get a job in security or wants to get a job in healthcare or, and they just, they don't really know how to compare and contrast all those organizations because they're meant to just do this definable thing. To be able to say that you have a strengths-based organization actually is a completely, quite a concrete identity that makes you stand out from everyone else. That's kind of the furthest you can take the journey I guess is that actually it's an everyday thing it's we talk about it all the time and it's completely part of us and how we run our business I love that idea it's a that's a real argument it's a good talking point 
we're a strengths-based company. You know, that is uh, something different. So, I mean, if we were McDonald's and Wendy's and Burger King going head to head, and yet I was the company that says, oh, we're a strengths-based company, and none of the other burger joint companies could say that, or maybe they could, but they just don't do it. That's a differentiator right there. And maybe I go with this security company instead of this security company. Maybe it's where I find my next job by finding a strengths-based company. That is a, a really, really interesting thought that you've picked on. And I put a marker there because that might be one of our hooks that we talk about later on. And yes, we do that, folks. We try and do that. That's one of our strengths. We try and find a hook for this podcast that makes sense, that might draw people in to at least ask more questions. And to at least listen. So we do that in the podcast world, but we do that walking down the street. We do it in interviews. We do it in team building sessions, as Catherine clearly point out. Grab the strength, grab the information that's going to attract somebody into the conversation and go with it. Or maybe they'll just sit quietly and come out the smartest person in the room. I don't know. Could be their strength. In, going, in learning all the strengths, have you ever had someone say, wow, I suck at all things and my chart says so? Or do we usually... Because we're focusing on the strengths, do we usually find enough strengths that people don't worry about their weaknesses or do they end up going and trying to focus their weaknesses and get them better? What happens with that? Yeah. So generally what's been found with the group of people that kind of run through the coaching style with the strengths, as I do, they, there's usually between eight and 16 strengths that show up as kind of a signature strengths group for everyone. And I don't think I've found someone yet who hasn't had less than five. So there might be kind of, they're in different domains. So like you, they're kind of grouped together on these are relating talents. These are executing talents. These are thinking talents. These are influencing talents. Sometimes people freak out because they're like, oh my gosh, this is why everyone thinks that I'm really in their face and loud because I only have influencing talents up high and all my executing ones are down low. So that's why I don't get anything done. Then they'd like completely panic, but there's always something you can do about that. Or people or just find someone else who's the opposite from you and yeah, figure out how it all works together. And, and I get that because I'm the person that can see all these things that someone says, I want this to happen. I can see a vision where we need to bring these partners and these people in and to do this. And I can see it happening and I can articulate that very quickly. I can execute some of it, but I'm not the best at finishing the execution. So I have to find people, like I said, teams, either existing management or otherwise to do a great job with it because I can't, I can only take the CEO's vision or whatever it is, or whoever's team it is vision, break it down, bring in the suggested partners and then hand it off to someone that has great strengths, like you're saying, and say, please, I suck. I need you to do this. And actually, do you ever get people saying that they immediately come out of your sessions and go, I know what I suck at and I'm going to pass this off to somebody? Yeah. It's so exciting sometimes to know that, isn't it? Especially like if you've got a safe working environment where you know you can speak up like that. But imagine walking up to your boss and going, oh my gosh, can you imagine how much time we spent if I stop doing this task? Because it takes me hours of freaking out about it and doing it not very well. And that person sat next to me could do it in five minutes. But it's just, it's pretty It's changer for sure. But that's, isn't that a strength though, to know your weaknesses and pass them off? Yeah. Definitely. It's not about ignoring them. It's definitely about knowing what they are and what we're going to do about them rather than because working, you can work on them. Of course you can. And you'll see a bit of improvement, but it's going to be really draining and hard work. So why not just focus on the strengths and be aware of those weaknesses? Because there, there really is exponential growth in those strengths. 
I like that. Just focus on the strengths and be aware of your weaknesses. It bears repeating, folks. And that's why I said it again. Catherine got it out there first. Makes total sense. Know your strengths, focus on them, be aware of your weaknesses, and maybe pass them off to someone else. So, but Catherine, I mean, there's so much more. I mean, we definitely love having great conversations, but you know, in doing this, you talk to a lot of people, you talk to coaches, you talk to teams, you talk to executives, you talk to individuals. I know you have gone recently or actually you're preparing for another convention and getting things together. Was that just passed or is that just coming? Which is that? There's so many things, honestly. Last time we talked, I thought we talked about there was an event, a training or a convention coming that you're focused on skills and strengths. And I could be wrong. I could have mixed up my notes, but maybe I think maybe just after I spoke to you last time, I was running a workshop for a group of entrepreneurial students, actually. That's what it was. It was a workshop. It was. Yeah. How did that go? Yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah. And actually I did the classic, like, I've got so much to tell you. I've got an amazing presentation. And like, they were just butting in and they were like, can we just have five minutes to reflect on that and quiz you about it more? I was like, of course, like, yes, but we need to book in more time because <laughs> it's so much more. It's almost like you, you, you want to take all these. Notes. Actually, I've done, I've gotten better at this. So maybe I found one of my strengths. I write out so much stuff that we want to accomplish and cover or even present. And then I've broken it down that I create either, if I'm using a visual presentation, I do basically a slide deck or a video deck, whatever you want to call it. And that presentation usually has either just bold words on plain, almost no, like whatever. It could be my Celeste color that I like, Celeste and white, one of my favorite blends these days. It could be black and white or yellow and white or yellow and black, something that really bold kind of statement. And then like, or images, just a straight image. Now it means nothing to them, but it'll mean something to me and allows me to talk. And it's kind of like we had all these crazy things written out. And then all we took was the chapter heads of each section. And we end up talking then groups or peers that I'm doing, peer grouping, peer coaching, if you will, we ended up just talking about that. And I let everyone else talk. Yeah. yeah. So I spent like stupid hours, like you said, wasted time writing all this stuff out. And then I just pull out oh, the big I don't really print. It'll be needed at some point. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It, yeah. But this is why I'm actually starting my own podcast in January, because I've realized I just come across so many interesting things that I want to keep hearing from people. And either we don't have the time or we've had an incredible conversation within a coaching context that is then confidential. And so it's not like I'm going to be sharing that with anyone else. And actually, if I can give the platform to some of these people that I'm coming across and they can just tell the world what's going on with them, it's, it's very exciting. That'd be fantastic. I think that'd be great. I can't wait to hear about the podcast and hear more. And so let's talk a little bit about podcasting. You're doing it shortly, coming soon. I wanted to say that, you know, Catherine Gray's podcast is coming soon, folks. You heard it here. And you said you're going to launch it in January. Is that correct? Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm going to be recording it next couple of months. And the premise, it basically comes from, it's it's linked to Clifton Strengths. So basically, in my brain all the time, I'm going, what if this? I wonder what if that happens? And then what if this happens? And then what if that happens? And I'm kind of reorganizing and thinking things through the whole time. And what I didn't realize before Clifton Strengths is that is my strategic talent, sometimes on overdrive, but sometimes in a good zone. And I'm just assessing all the different pathways and all the big questions and adjusting things along the way. What I, what's happening when I do actually say these things out loud is my husband often hears it from a different perspective and he assumes that I'm 
completely overanalyzing and gone into anxiety mode of like panic. What if what if this happens? What if that what if that happens? And he's like, oh gosh, just wait until it happens and it will be all right. Okay. And what happened when we both did our Clifton strings is I was able to explain, actually, this is never coming from an anxious point of view. This is me just ordering and processing things and I almost need to do it but it excites me it's not freaking me out and actually it often gets me to a place of thinking really outside the box really far down the line and just kind of big picture thinking a lot faster than someone else would so I end up having conversations with people of like what what if you did just quit your job tomorrow what would happen what if you actually have the answer to getting through the next drought. What if we could fix social care? What if we could like do all these things? And obviously me just sitting there, I get a certain amount down the line with thinking all that through. And I don't necessarily get to do anything about all those millions yeah. of different ideas because of all the other things I've been there on. a couple of times, maybe more than yeah. often than I like to admit. But I put it out on social media and I just said, what's your what if? So that's going to be the title. What is your what if? And actually, if I can get someone along every week to go, I've got this crazy big idea and let's just chat through what that is and give some airtime to it. It's just quite exciting, isn't it? It's just encouraging to say some stuff out loud and actually uncover the part of what is of what people really want to change or fix or debate or anything, really. Wow. I like that. That's pretty cool. So the format of your podcast, how is it going to go? What's it going to be like? Is it just you the talking head are you bringing on one or more guests what are you doing yeah so there's going to be a guest every week and we focus on what their what if is and then there's going to be a shorter episode every week of me just kind of pondering about general life stuff or what do we think that god's saying today or just like there's going to be quite a big spiritual element just because of who i am and what's going on as well because one of my what ifs is what if you could have a conversation with god every day what would that look like sometimes i don't hear his message but i share mine yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we uh, already like I literally have people queuing up to tell me their what if, and I announce it to people before I'd even put anything else in place. So I'm very excited to find out what all these things people have got going on that I don't know about yet. Oh, it'd be great. I mean, it's kind of funny. I, I had so I was helping a sports tech company out and just providing some advisory services, and I kind of can't stop saying what if. And I'm like, and I do it in a different way. I'm like, I plant the seed. I paint the picture. I'm like, what if they walked in? They did this and this. Can you imagine when they walk in and they do that and this and the players get a pro player experience and they're only like 12 years old and they get their video and their media up and you guys can chat them and tweet them and share them and they get a profile and all of a sudden a scout finds them and, and the guy just goes, holy crap. So how would you do that? And I sort of laid out this tournament strategy for the user acquisition strategy. So the whole goal of that is actually to get the players and coaches to subscribe to this software, getgameface.com. And they subscribe to it because they want to share their videos. They want to share their experiences, create highlight reels, coaches do games. So the trick is, how do we get them there? And if you create this pro player experience, as I kind of rambled on very briefly, nobody really heard what I was saying. It gives them that opportunity to go, I want to see my goal. I want to see that big body check or penalty or whatever I got, or the unfortunate side of some sports is a fight or an assist is a good one and things like that. And it's available to them on the media. But the whole point was they had to know the branding to be able to say, I want to see my video to know where it is. And so 
I did exactly what you just said. We did the what if and yeah. they loved it. And now I'm way over my head and doing the best I can to make <laughs> sure that becomes reality. I'm putting teams of people in place to try and do that because those are not my strengths. So <laughs> it'll come Keep full it. circle. It's all right. Awareness of peace. Yeah, absolutely. I get it. So I, I like that idea that you're putting out this what if podcast that is. And what's the official name? Have you done that yet for the podcast? Is that secret sauce still? Yeah. See, I'm in two minds. I think it might be what's your what if. But I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's quite right. I'm working on it. It's not bad. Bad. What if with Catherine Gray? Yeah. Just throwing it out there. What is your what if? What is, yeah, you could play with that for a bit and it'd be really cool. Yeah. And I can actually already see the way I work. <laughs> I can already see these social icons or squares kind of, I can see a color behind it. I can see a what if in bold print and then superimpose that person's head or perhaps something important, a visual from that on top of it. And then it's episode number one, two, three, four. I can see that I can't do all that. I don't have enough time, but it could be very cool if everybody just had their own what if yeah. and you called it the out. The other working title was the what if project, because actually I wonder how much power it gives people just to have said it out loud, even if it's something that they really don't think they even can do something about in the next 10 years or without a massive team or to have said it out loud, it gives it life, doesn't it? So it can turn into this project, the start of some kind of project. You'd have to commit to right this second, but I have not. a thought, a friend of mine and I wanted to do this many years ago. We were still, I think we we're still a second year university or so, and we wanted to create a cafe. And in this cafe, there would just be books, stacks and stacks of blank page books. And the whole notion would be that you'd come in and write something while you have your coffee and your whatever you're having whether it's chips or whether it's muffins or bagels or whatever, donuts, treats, cookies, and you write something and you write a story. And then the intention is that the next person would come in and pick up where you left off. So they'd read a little bit of yours and then they'd change it and then go on and on. And that was kind of a what if, and it becomes what if all the way through. And then there would just be yeah. stacks of books in the horror, in the excitement, in the passion, in the different categories that they're just blank pages. And that was one of our what ifs. So now I'm thinking, we always said, oh, what if it went online? And we never did anything about it. Now I'm going, what if your what if project went online that we could all post our what ifs, right? right? And maybe we become a sharing community that's empowered versus this whole, this is my idea. It's only mine and it's never going to get out to the yeah. light of day. Well, that sucks. Yeah. You know, what if I shared it and someone else took it on? Yeah. So there's another Clifton Strengths talent called ideation and people with high ideation just cannot stop with the ideas and actually you're never going to be able to see even half of those to fruition the likelihood is because of general life stuff comes your way and I heard they did like a call in about this on the radio a while ago of like can you just tell us your idea that you know is amazing but you're never going to copyright it you're never actually going to get a physical thing going you're just never going to do it but why don't you call in and tell us what it is because there might be someone listening who will just then go and do it and that you're going to make their day that you gave them the idea, but they actually have the talent to see me. It's a win-win, isn't it? So it is absolutely. I'd be really neat. I almost want to create this, create a simple running tool that we just submit what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, what ifs on your site that you just yeah. it's almost like a weird little, not a chat, not a Twitter stream, but something like that. And 
all these what ifs go and someone can go there for inspiration. It'd be pretty yeah. cool. That'd be amazing. And for someone out there, in case you're interested, I like riding bikes. I ride a lot of bikes and mountain bikes, road bikes, my family rides, we race, things like that. We have a Fondo coming up for a cause that we're involved in called Young Life. And we have a bicycle grand Fondo thing that we do. And we raise funds for kids, high school kids, and to just have a greater experience and connection. And there is a what if or a project that I would love to see someone do. Right now, only Porsche is doing it for their cars. Nobody else is really doing it, but they're doing a tungsten carbide brake. And what that means for anyone that knows it, it means there's no brake dust. Boy, what if somebody would make that? I'm talking right to you guys. What if somebody did that for the cycling industry that they last longer and they brake better and they keep your bike clean? So there's a what if that I want out there that I'll never do. Someone go do it. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see it. I mean, it makes sense. I don't know why all car manufacturers don't do it because it's better yeah. for the environment, better for health and better for everything. And boy, it keeps your brake calipers clean. Yeah. So what if the podcast is rocking and rolling? What if the launch goes perfectly well by January? What happens then? Well, I'm going to get very strict with the scheduling. So I still get to see all the coaching people because I love coaching. Yeah. We're going to have a podcasting day and then a lot of coaching time. And yeah, hopefully we actually get to put everyone else on a platform because actually it's not really about me, is it? It's just about finding out what's on people's hearts, what's keeping you awake. And actually, because of all these amazing ideas that you're frustrated that you're not doing anything with, let's just get them out there. Well, I think it's very exciting. I'm excited. And hey, if you ever think that I've got any random thing to say, I'd be interested in being one of your what ifs. And Great. I'll put it out there. Just tell me when and where and I'll be there because you know I won't shut up. Yeah. That is my strength and my weakness. And I might have an idea or two. That'd be great. So, Catherine, how's everything going with the family as we wrap up? You guys all rock and roll and staying strong and healthy? Yeah, we're good. It's getting back into school mode here. And yeah, going to get the pizza oven out later. That's the plan. Okay. Very good. Well, I don't want to keep you too long, as most people may have already picked up. Catherine's on the other side of the pond, as some of us would say. I'm over here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, having a good time. I have lots of work to do. Catherine's got a family to take care of. She's going to, and I know as an entrepreneur, not really wrap up the day, but she's going to wrap up the day. She's just going to pivot to her other job, being full-time family member, being a strengths coach and preparing her podcast, just a couple of juggling balls in the sky, and also helping her new border student from Italy. So Catherine, I know you're awesome busy. I know the entrepreneurs listening out there are awesome busy. The executives are awesome busy doing crazy things, doing great things to empower others. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming on again and telling us, I don't know if we're first, but we're one of the early ones to find out about the podcast and all the what if yeah. scenarios that are coming. So thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Hey folks, look, Catherine does something that others don't. She helps teams find their strengths. She helps individuals on those teams find the strengths as well so they can work better together and they can be a company of strengths, which is pretty cool. She also does individual personal coaching as well to help individuals to, again, find their strengths. She has a strength. You figured that out yet? And on top of that, she wants to tell your story on her podcast. And that's very exciting. A little bit different. I actually do peer groups. So I do peer groups where we actually get groups of people together with empowered peer groups and our growth 10 strategy to help 
groups of people with like-minded but totally different industries actually help each other overcome their problems. So a little different than strength strategies and training and certifications and mentality thinking, but we actually work together in more of a collaborative, communicative group of total individuals that then take those back to our groups. And hopefully we have a strength team behind us like Catherine to be able to help execute those things. So check that out at empoweredentrepreneur.ca. Look at our groups and see how we can get you in a peer group. Come on, join us for free. Just have a good time. Enjoy the conversation. And if you like it, stay for some more sessions. We meet monthly. We have lots of daily and weekly content that you can grab and use to your own advantage. Much like when Catherine does her strength sessions, she doesn't just tell you what it's about. She sits with you and explains it and walks through it and tells you how you can take some action items and works with you collaboratively so you can do those. Catherine will become one of our people in our mentor peer groups. So that'll be kind of a fun session I'm looking forward to. We're going to plan it. I've said it here. I don't know when, but we're going to plan to have her into some of our peer groups to help guide us in our strengths, which would be really cool. And hey, if it helps you to get her engaged in your company, fantastic. Just remember that you are empowered. That might be one of your strengths. I'm Patrick McGuire, your host from Empowered Entrepreneur, Empowered Podcast with Patrick McGuire where I have empowered conversations with great people like Catherine doing great things to empower others. And I want you all to have an empowered day. Thank you again, Catherine, for joining us. Have a fantastic day. Empowered. A Blue Mex podcast is hosted by Patrick McGuire and does not constitute a recommendation for any organization, product, or service. Empowered Podcast may be compensated by sponsors, products, or services in this show. For more empowered content, subscribe where you get your podcasts and visit bluemex.io to join us on Discord.